It's your host, Van, and this is Best Week Ever. I know I've been MIA the last two weeks for the intro and outro, but honestly, with everything going on, I felt like I just wanted to have a little bit more fun and be more of an escapism when it comes to um, current events and with world news I know I touch more base on pop culture, but we can't really ignore the fact of what is going on with the complexity of the Israel government and Palestine people and just the ethnic, ethnic cleansing of it all is really been just hard to take and intake all that information and as you already know I am chronically online all the time so it is really not that easy to part ways with this sort of information and obviously wanting to be well informed and I hope you guys are doing okay out there and taking the time to be um Taking the time to just inform yourselves, broaden your horizons and your minds, and uh, not be so narrow-minded when it comes to taking in on all the news and media of what, you know, government and society is telling us to do, but also um, just, you know, go to your library. I've been um, reading up just alone of the history of Palestine and also just knowing that I have Jewish friends and I know I've posted this but yes reach out to your Jewish friends and be there for them but also reach out to your Muslim and Palestinian friends Arab friends included I just feel like we are all in a time where we should unite for humanity and not actually tear it down. So I'm sorry to have been um, away from the intro and outro, but I also am trying to pivot into a new outlook for the show it will be looking a little different come the new year. I will be starting a Patreon. So you won't be hearing the intro and outros anymore coming into the new year. It's going to be a little bit more fun in the Patreon. I'll let you guys know on Instagram when it happens. But yes, please stay tuned for some change. It's going to be a lot of fun. I will have the videos of the conversation up maybe some clips 
Also, I will be giving my personal best week and worst week and more diving into, um, you know, information that I don't get into normally with my guests because honestly, it can be so much, like I said, the news media, like we do pick and choose of who we decide on what we want to discuss. So sometimes, you know, when we're done recording, something else pops up. So please stay tuned for the Patreon. The show will be looking different come the new year. So you guys will still have a couple more weeks of me still ranting and venting. But hey, if this is your escapism of a podcast, I just want to say that I am here for you and I appreciate you and I care for you. And also... Thank you so much for those who have reached out and new listeners as well. I'm super excited that you're here. And yeah, let's have some fun, guys. I have the pleasure of having Fatu join in my podcast. I thought I was going to have to do a last minute solo episode and I'm glad I didn't. She and I had so much fun talking about pop culture. So without any further ado, please enjoy us talking about pop culture here's me and fatu Welcome back, guys, to another week of Best Week Ever podcast, where we discuss who's having the best and worst week ever in pop culture. This week, I'm super excited. I have the lovely, it's Fatou, right? Not Fatou. It's actually Fatou. You were right the second time. (laughs) Because I just saw your Instagram and I noticed that you changed it because it used to be like Fatou Chains, which it still is. But like, then I just saw the not Fatou. (laughs) Because people will like message me or something and being like, hey, Fatu, but it's like literally F-A-2. And I'm just like, it's not mm. my name. Like I have a real name. So I just wanted it to be known. Like this is just a nickname. My actual name is F-A-T-O-U. Yeah, no, exactly. I would hate that too. And yeah, no, Fatu. I love it. Um, yeah, I've been following your contents. I've obviously heard you on other podcasts and you love pop culture and you're so creative and so t- talented. I had to have you on my podcast with your hot takes because like you said earlier off recording, we kind of have similar um, topics and I'm so ready to dive in. But can you please let my listeners know a little bit about yourself and um, what you love most about pop culture yeah my name is Fatu I live in LA um the content I make is like music deep dives and pop culture deep dives about things from like the 90s and the early 2000s and there's just nothing like 
that time, that era. And I love your podcast because I used to love like the best week ever, VH1 things and like the fabulous life and all like those like countdown shows with like those talking heads and comedians. And I love that era so much. And this is why I'm so excited to do the podcast because I'm just like, we just don't have that vibe anymore. But I love that we can like still have podcasts and do things like that. No, I feel like we are the talking heads of today's generations, like at least podcasts when it comes to um, the nostalgia of Best Week Ever, the show that I love so much because it's basically everyday comedian writers or just like, you know, um, fun people that were like it at the time too that like I can totally see like Trisha Paytas being on an episode oh of my god ever. yes you know just like giving their hot takes on what they think about their what's going on in today's week and um I feel like we are really missing out on a show like that for people to be more informed in a fun innocuous way you know yeah, and I always say on my TikTok that we are in like a pop culture famine right now. And people are like, there's real problems going on in the world. And I'm like, well, yes, sure. And I'm just like, and some people like distract themselves from these problems by talking about pop culture. So let's do it. Exactly. And since we are doing it right now, um, let's jump into our worst week honorable mentions. Who is in your worst week ever honorable mentions this week? Um. Honestly, first person I thought of as a runner up is Austin Butler. It's so random, but like all this stuff is like all the interviews and stuff are coming for the new Eldest movie, the Sofia Coppola one with Jacob Elordi. And just by off like the two minute trailer alone, I'm just like, oh, he's he's going to be way better than Austin Butler. And Austin Butler was like fighting for his life in that role, talking like Eldest for like up to a year after and who's just so into it and like Jacob Lordy is just like hot and young and he somehow just like nailed it in a way where Austin Butler didn't just give and like the movie hasn't even fully came out yet and people are already like oh my gosh this is gonna be way better than Austin Butler and I'm just like he's just catching strays. I wonder if it's because Austin Butler in the Elvis um, movie he was depicted as like someone like a loving someone we admire you know and in the Priscilla he's actually like a bad boy um throwing fits like you know being violent you know um also the tallness of it all I want to see the difference of height of like Jacob and Austin because like I feel like the height really matters of hotness <laughs> I mean yeah Jacob Alerty is what like six five yeah that was Austin Butler okay he's like six foot but I'm like okay that's not six five <laughs> exactly no you're so right I am we'll see this this coming up Oscars if Priscilla obviously there's got to be some sort of award that's going to be awarded for I haven't seen it yet but obviously Sofia Coppola is like an awesome director I love all her movies whether it's like mediocre or not um yeah I really do feel bad for Austin Butler this week because we all remember the accent that literally could not go away. It was so embarrassing to hear. It's like, I get it. You're into the role. You're playing this guy for so long and you really got deep into it. But I'm just like, come on. You're from like Orange County. You can just drop the accent. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. 
So for my worst week honorable mention ever this week, it has to go to Sean King. Guys, I feel oh like I've said God. this before. And I'm saying it again. Stop following Sean King. He is not the greatest news. I noticed people during this whole um, complex of it all of Israeli and Palestine and people are posting his, you know, whatever he posts of what's going on. And apparently he has claimed to be family, like a family member to these U.S. hostages that were released by Hamas. And now people are raising eyebrows and noticing that, oh, yeah, no, Sean King is that kid who asked for attention. And I beg you, beg you, beg you to please listen to Scam Goddess where Ashley Ray and uh, Lacey Mosley get deep down into the timeline of just Sean King scamming. Um, just not people like through his website when he's doing organizations of funds, um, but also just like stealing from like black women as well, which is also a huge a fuck you to you. <laughs> but yeah, Sean yeah. King is, has always been like the worst for me. And every time so I, I always have to be that person where I'm just like, please don't follow him like and I always have to like send some sort of article of like he's like the worst person and I'm saying it here again where he is a worst week honorable mention on my show uh Sean King fuck you I can't believe I have to say this again do you have any thoughts on Sean King at all I mean all of the I just love all the nicknames people on Twitter have <laughs> called him like my favorite is Talcum X I just I it's so hard because like sometimes he is saying things that are true and informative and I can see why somebody would want to share like, oh, okay, he's talking about the facts. And then as soon as he starts veering off from the facts and is like, oh, I work so hard behind the scenes to help this family and yada, 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 and all this shit that it's just like, oh, my, here he goes again, grifting and scamming. If you want to learn about a situation in the world happening from Sean King, I mean, again, you can find it from somebody else and, you know, get the same information, but stop giving this man your money. Do not share any fundraiser he has. This man is a known fraudster. We don't know where this money is going. Do not give him your money. Don't do it. Yeah, no. And I still can't believe he has the balls to just show his face and still like. I am loving all the memes and videos. There's a hilarious comedian. I'll see if I'll put it on the show notes, but he is basically just typing away in his computer and it says like Sean King working hard. And that's and basically he's just... what he's doing. Like he's just starting up, like stirring shit up in his own little internet world. I honestly feel like it's because there's so many people who don't know he's a scammer. That's why he's still as big as he is today. <laughs> it's like for all the people that are constantly talking about him on Twitter, exposing him and all that stuff, there's still like, you know, that random person from your hometown that is like, wow, this guy's like awesome. Look at all the things he's doing. It's like, girl, go on Twitter and read everything. Yeah, no, it's it's I, I think it's maddening that he's trying to include himself in this war that's happening this genocide as well just i can't believe it but moving on to another worst week honorable mention is john stamos memoir that came out this week not only that is 
it getting thrown under the bus because obviously Britney Spears came out with her memoir this week and also Julia Fox, which I feel like those two ladies have really been dominating um, this media when it comes to memoirs. But yeah, John Stamos just really like, I don't know, there's been a lot of clickbait headlines about his memoir one of them being that he was, you know, uh, S.A. trigger warning from a babysitter when he was a young kid. But also, <gasps> I didn't men- know that. Yeah, it's really sad. And also mentioning that he wanted to get the Olsen twins fired when they were babies. He said that they were going to ruin the show when, lo and behold, the Olsen twins are the stars of Full House in the show, in my opinion. I mean, uh, they're the richest people that were on that show. <laughs> He also talks about his really straining uh, marriage with Rebecca Romaine Stamos, which I'm sorry, I got to stand with Rebecca Romaine Stamos. I don't know if you remember this clip. It was actually on an episode of Best Week Ever in the early 2000s because they divorced in the mid 2000s. And he talks about how fake and how they were acting. His best acting was him being in the red carpet with her, which was really, really harsh. That but is it, evil. Right? Um, it yeah. But it reminds me of this video of Rebecca Romaine Samos, who was like bombarded by paparazzis in an elevator, and she was waiting for the elevator and she just wanted to ignore the paparazzi. And one of the paparazzi said, like, no wonder John Samos like divorced you. <sighs> and she like looked at him and gave him the dirtiest look. Can I tell you, I've been trying to find this video forever, but like it's still it's still in my mind because I remember being her being like the audacity of this asshole, like saying this to her. Anyway, I've always been a Rebecca Romaine Stamos fan at the time. But yeah, he goes on about also having like some sort of loving relationship with Lori, who is his co-star. Um, What's her name? Lori Laughlin. Yeah, on, on just Becky and Becky. And Be- yeah, he talks about that and also um, Bob Saget's passing, but it looks pretty good. I feel like I want to get this memoir. I know I put him as the worst week, but worst week for just like, I don't know. I, I don't really think his memoir is really hitting it right now. As it, as I said, Britney Spears, Julia Fox, they're like everywhere right now. I was literally going to say the same thing about Jada Pinkett Smith because I'm yeah. just like, there was like before Britney's stuff was like coming out, it was like everything in the news about Jada Pinkett. And my thing is like, people were like dragging her, I think very unnecessarily. Like people have been very mean to her about it and she's just sharing her story. And if you read Will Smith's memoir, he comes off as like mm. an unhinged, like lunatic in that book with all the things he did to Jada and like her talking about like postpartum depression and like the stress and stuff and him just being so out of touch and I'm just like all of that was kind of being eclipsed by the Britney memoir and people have been like oh her book is failing like it's falling off the bestseller list but apparently it's still like number three on the New York Times bestseller list and it's doing well which is so crazy because there's just so many memoirs you're right like John Stamos, which is crazy because when I think of the John Stamos memoir, the only headline I've heard is about him like after a drunken drunken night waking up in bed with Tony Danza. And I was like, <gasps> what the fuck? 
Oh, yeah, no, I totally forgot to mention that, which is like a huge spoiler alert alert on the book. But yeah, he has like some kind of vendetta with Tony Danza because his girlfriend in the 80s left him for Tony Danza and started dating Tony Danza. <laughs> so <laughs> did he sleep with Tony? What happened with Tony Danza? Uh, she slept his his girlfriend left him and yeah, slept with Tony Danza. That's why he has some sort of like. I don't know if it's resolved now, but in the memoir, he does talk about how much he does not like him. Oh, my gosh. Wait, <laughs> I totally read that headline wrong. His girlfriend woke up in bed. I thought he woke up in bed with Tony Danza. That's why I was like, why is nobody talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that clears everything up. Never mind. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, it, I think it's hilarious because he also mentions it with tiny dancer like hold me closer tony danza i oh god yeah <laughs> that is salacious tony danza like i is know a, is a woman stealer <laughs> i mean he was he was huge in the 80s i mean i i would have done it if i was him too i guess i mean i saw taxi when i was a kid and i loved tony danza so i get it um, did you I, have anyone else in Worst Week honorable mentions? Um, that was it, yeah, because I just I just brought up Austin Butler and Jada Pinkett because that that was like top of mind for me. Yeah, Jada Pinkett definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I, I just feel bad for her because I'm just like people were like unnecessarily like picking her apart. And it's kind of been the same with the Britney memoir. People just like not really getting the point. Like I have the memoir. I'm currently reading it now. I'm not finished it. I'm like halfway through, but I'm just like, people are obviously talking about the most salacious things in the book about yeah. like the Justin Timberlake black scent thing with genuine and like <laughs> her hooking up with Colin Farrell. But I'm just like, we need to talk about the horrible things that her parents did to her. Yes, we can talk about Justin Timberlake, but let's talk about what her parents did to her for over a decade. Come on focus yeah <laughs> yeah no that and I actually there's I don't know if you've gotten to the part yet where she's in an elevator and someone cracked a joke and she turned around and it was Robin Williams I thought that was like so heartwarming I don't want to like I haven't got to that part yet I thought it's... it was really like ugh, like I I love Robin Williams so like that for me was really sad it's actually crazy when you talk about um, the thing that happened with Rebecca Romaine with the, the paparazzi and stuff, because I'm just like, the paparazzi were absolutely terrorizing Britney Spears, and people were calling her crazy for, like, well, fighting back and cussing them out. But I'm just like, if y'all were doing that to me, I would have been 10 times worse. Yeah, exactly. I always say, like, I said it last week where I get a little offensive when people call Britney crazy and I'm just like, well, this is what she had to go through, da 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 And it's like, would you have survived all of that? Because point blank, like, I don't think I would have. Like, I would, the things that she had to go through, like, it, she's like a, a fighter, like, that's I love her song stronger it's really been giving me goosebumps every time I've been listening to it but um I feel like we got off track <laughs> yes okay I think now we're on um runner-up runner yes who is your worst week ever runner-up okay I'm not gonna lie my worst week runner-up is me this <laughs> week 
I, so I told, told Van off camera that I have been having so, such a hard time. Like, cause Van has been trying to get me on the podcast for a minute has been like so diligent communicating with me. And I was looking at our old messages and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've left you on scene so many times. I have not responded because I was going through hell at work. I used to work at a very big search engine. That's not Yahoo. And um, it's crazy because when I, I used to make TikToks, like I got like a bit of my following at the beginning from talking about working at the company I used to work at. And then at a certain point, I was just like, wait, no, I kind of actually like hate this job. And I don't want to like work all day and then come home and then make TikToks about work. I'm like, I need to find a hobby. And that's when I started making videos about pop culture and completely stopped talking about work. And I'm like, thank God, because there's like so many influencers on TikTok or YouTube, whatever, who like get big off of talking about their jobs, like working in tech, working at like this whatever company, and they stop working there, then their followers are just like, well, what now? Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear you talk about makeup. I want to hear you talk about working at Google. I want to hear you talk about working at TikTok. And so I'm so glad I stopped talking about that, but it has been a week. It has been a week. Like my thing is like, shit, like my biggest issue right now is like, damn, I don't have health insurance after this. Like what a country we live in where my biggest fear about like not having a job is not just like a money issue. It's just like, I literally do not have access to like health insurance for my job anymore. I have to pay for this shit by myself. Yeah, I know the branches of it all is so scary. But... Yeah, but I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm all right. <laughs> and I'm so thankful that you were able to come on the show, even with everything going on. I appreciate you so much. And I totally get what you mean about the content fatigue that you get on your I don't know about you but there are times where I don't even want to like touch my phone for at least an hour <laughs> because I'm just like drained by just you know right. having to do the content watching content researching it and so on and yeah it, it like you want to do this for fun so like you're so right like do like pop culture it's it should be fun <laughs> right yeah because I'm like talking about work is not fun so I'm just like okay let me just talk about this random song from 2002 you have not heard about so mm -hmm. let's do that instead yeah well my worst week runner-up I have to give it to Kylie Kai's new fashion I oh, think God. it looks great but it's actually found out to be stolen work from a young designer called Betsy Johnson, B-E-T-S-Y, not B-E-T-S-E-Y, like the original Betsy Johnson who does uh, jumping jacks, not jumping jacks, uh, wheels. wheels <laughs> down the runway. Um, but yeah, she apparently has been accused of copying this young designer Betsy Johnson and Betsy Johnson has actually gone on Instagram on her stories to call her out. She apparently has been working with her. Um, I want to say two years ago and then they um, disconnected. And then obviously now is where Kylie has gone off her own way and basically stole her work which is so disheartening to hear for, you know, Kylie Jenner to do that. Cause you do hear it oftentimes with, you know, Taylor Swift um, stealing young artists like 
visual of music videos and um, kind of lyrics as well. And to have Kylie, because I love, I'm actually loving the pictures that Kylie dropped with her new fashion line. But for her to have Kylie, I'm just going to read off what she said in her story, Betsy Johnson. We emailed Kylie and all her team products, LTD, Concept and Language, and aligned six Align sheet six months ago. Interesting concept, Kylie. Interesting. Thanks for the cosign. Fuck your support. So obviously this is not looking good. Wow, she came with receipts as well, showing up um her I saw that her numbers. And yeah, this is not good for Kylie because obviously the move looks great and I want to give her kudos, but to find out later that she actually stole from like a really young artist who's trying to be up and coming it's uh it's an ugly ugly world out there i tell you it is and it's so crazy because yeah when i saw betsy johnson i was like oh no it can't be the betsy johnson kylie did not she did not steal from betsy betsy johnson but yeah when i saw you're right it's b-e-t-s-y not s-e-y but no matter what it is messed up yeah i feel bad for that girl because it's like having your your hard work taken by somebody who's so famous and so powerful and people don't know you the way they they know of her and people are probably calling her a liar or whatever and things like that that freaking sucks and i don't understand why not the collab why not just be like hey like i i found this content i wanted to work with her and like you know what i mean like why right. steal the work why not actually build some sort of relationship and like grow from there i just right. don't understand it or even just like if you're going to like white label her product just be like okay like i'm not going to collab with you but i'm going to pay you for your ideas and even though it's not going to say betsy johnson kai collab like i'm going to give you money for your ideas like she could have just done that and she what's just done that and what's worse is that, like, if you go to Bessie Johnson's Instagram account, like, it is so clearly stolen, like, her content and, like, what Kylie's trying to move on for her fashion line next is so similar, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if Kylie's team is ever even going to, like, mention this or bring this up. And I'm just like, how long do you think this is actually going to be? Because like, remember when she came out with the swim line and then like, they oh, selling yeah. out. everybody <laughs> bought the swimsuits and then everybody's on TikTok being like, I paid $120 for this swimsuit. It's so sheer. Like the fabric is so bad. Like the, the strings are coming out. And I'm just like, she abandoned that so quickly. It, so she hasn't quickly. posted a thing since like 2021, I want to say. Right. So I'm just like, is the same thing going to happen with this? Because I'm just like, it's like she'll pick something up and then put it down. Like the, I mean, the lip kits were like a huge thing at one point. And it's just like, I don't really know anybody who wears Kylie Beauty. Like, I feel like when I was in college, like in 2016, 2015, that was like all the rage. But now it's like, okay, people are buying like the real makeup products again. Like people aren't really buying a Kylie Cosmetics palette like that. And I mean, it says the clothes are supposed to be like under $200, like quote unquote affordable. But I'm just like, all the stuff looks like shit you can just buy on any other fast fashion website. And I'm assuming it's obviously not real leather. So it's just like, what's the point? 
I understand she is moving on to a new sort of phase um, because I feel like Timothy dating Timothy Chalamet is putting her really in a cottagecore era. And if you heard an episode with Ready to be Petty with Tori and Layla, they break it down of just how like her Instagram feed is so much different than like you say five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, but like, yeah, I want to know if this is like her, if she's sticking to this, because you're, you're mentioning so many great points of like the skincare, the lip kit, um, the, the swimwear line, like what else has she started? And now it has fizzled and dropped away. Literally Kylie baby. She had like the, the <laughs> line of like skincare and like body wash and shit for babies. I totally forgot about that. And now that that's like gone too. Yeah, no, you're so right. And I, I, is this going to stick? Who knows? I mean, the fact that there is literally proof of her stealing this idea that she thinks she created. Um, is this something that she'll be dropping? Yeah, I I want to say I give it, I give it a good eight months to a year. Yeah. I think she's going to come out with like this first collection, probably have like two collections or so after that, but I don't think it's going to be like a Skims or a Good American. And hey, I could be wrong. Mark my words. This is going to be like, I don't know, uh, Wendy Williams talking about Kim Kardashian and Kanye's marriage. Like I could be totally <laughs> wrong, but like based on the track record of the other things, I don't know. I'm just like, just stick to one thing because I'm like Kim she's she's sticking to skims Chloe yeah. she's sticking to good American uh, Courtney question mark she's sticking to Travis and push and push whatever push is but I'm like it seems like everybody's sticking to one thing but in terms of businesses Kendall and Kylie just like don't like I mean Kendall doesn't really have like a bit. Well, no, wait, she has an 818 tequila. No, she's sticking with that. So I mean, maybe it is just Kylie. Yeah. yeah Even Rob's got the hot sauce in the socks. Wow, Robbie? Yeah, I, I forget that he has his own thing too. Which is so random. I'm going on a tangent now, but it's crazy <laughs> how Courtney is always complaining about like she doesn't need the show. She doesn't want to be on the show. Like she doesn't want to be in the spotlight. She just wants to be with her family and live a simple life. And I'm like, then why don't you do it? Rob is doing it. And Rob has been doing it for years and he seems to be just fine. So why can't you just do it like Rob? Yeah. What did you think of Rob's cameo? Um, I don't know if you've been seeing the Kardashian show on Hulu. I don't even know what it's called because it's not called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I think it's just the Kardashians. <laughs> um, where Chris calls Rob and she asks, like, what kind of woman do you think Scott needs? And he said, a fucking whore. Obviously, oh it was bleeped. Gosh. And Chris, Chris Jenner was like, oh, oh, okay. And she's like, I'll call you later. And she ends, like, the conversation there. I think Rob's got some issues i haven't yeah. seen the actual clip but i've heard about that on on twitter and i'm just like he seems to really like despise women i mean he's got several sisters what five sisters and i don't know what happened in his childhood teen years early adult years like he clearly has some issues there because i'm just like whoa like <laughs> that came out of nowhere yeah 
no yeah i good for black china i i love where she's headed right now like i'm just so proud of her like have you seen that podcast interview no there's an interview on the podcast the vile files like i i don't really know that guy but i've heard of the podcast before yeah and she was talking about like um rob and talking about kylie and her friendship with kim and about the stuff with tyga and all of that and i that was going to be one of my like best week ever's but I, I i don't know still but i'm just like you know good for you black china she seems like she's working on it mm -hmm. she's figuring things out she's kind of healing from that situation because that was messed up because she's on the show like yeah like imagine i was good friends with kim we were hanging out a lot of the time we live near each other and I'm with Tyga, I'm engaged. And next thing you know, I find out via the internet, like everybody else did, that my fiance is talking to a 16 year old and not just any 16 year old, my friend's little sister. Yeah. I and everybody was attacking her when that happened. Like Black China was a problem. And it's like, and she's talking about how um, Tyga's friends actually kicked her out of like Tyga's house and put all of her stuff in like a, a car and kicked her out and I'm just like oh my god wow that's like your baby's mama like are you serious right for a 16 year old I'm like Tyga you need to be in jail yeah electric chair <laughs> <laughs> who is your worst week ever winner I hate to say it again but Justin Timberlake Justin Timberlake and the entire Spears family. Shame on you all. I am glad you mentioned the family because we I I've heard the audible. I have I got the book yesterday. I haven't started reading it yet. But she does mention, yes, that the fact that his family was a huge, you know, impact for her, like a landing fall for her as well. And for that to be taken all away at a time that she really needed it, yeah, it 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 fucking sucks. Like, and honestly, wait, I I honestly, there's three worst week ever: Justin Timberlake, the entire Spears family, and Kevin Federline. I'm like in the book where she's talking about her relationship with Kevin Federline and how she's like postpartum. She has her kids. She realizes now that it was probably postpartum depression. She's going through all this pain, all this shit with her family. And Kevin Federline is like living out his dreams of being a rapper and going to all these parties and living off of her name while she's struggling with these two very, very young children. And I'm just like, how dare you? How dare you, Kevin Federline? No, the realization of her realizing that Justin and Kevin, like the two loves of her lives, really didn't appreciate her. You know what I mean? She says it in the book where she just, they weren't there for her. Like, I don't think they truly loved her the way that she loved them back, you know? And That's the saddest part, yeah, because she just seems like such like a caring person and like a lover and just wants to like live her life and dance and sing and make music and just have somebody she loves and cares about in her life. And people keep failing her. Yeah. Oh, the part where she talks about how she can get whatever she wants and she throws a mentions of Ariana Grande's seven rings. I was like, I love you, Brittany. Like... I miss right? her so much. And I it's just sad reading the book because 
when talking about her parents and talking about Justin, even talking about Kevin, it's like, she still has so much like grace and yes. like a little bit of empathy for these people. And is like, kind of like not excusing their actions with being like, well, they did this because of that. And I'm just like, okay, I love that for you, Brittany. You're clearly healing, but I'm just like, you can I just think also she's... not forgive them. <laughs> I think she throws a shade in there while she's giving them grace. Right. I, 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 I read in between the lines where I'm like, oh, like this is so good, <laughs> you know, just like the very um, subtleness of it all of throwing a bit of shade towards Justin Timberlake and Kevin Federline. Um, and I'm happy he is seething right now. Turned off his Instagram comments. He's apparently scrapping like his hip hop album he's doing because I'm just like, you need to pay for what you did. And it's like, she wasn't being as mean as I would have been. She was just telling her story. Cause it's like, after they broke up, he was all over the media, came out with Crimea River, really painting this scenario. And Brittany never really said anything about it. So I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter if it was over 20 years later, if she wants to share her story, then she has every right to. Fuck you, Justin Timberlake. I don't care. You've gone unscathed this entire time and have not had to pay for your crimes. And this week and the next week and the next one, you will. Exactly. We all know that stupid apology that you wrote out that you try to combine both Britney and my queen, Janet Jackson. And I was not here for it. Like, just because you apologized once, which, by the way, I don't think it was really an apology because I don't think you knew what you were apologizing for in that whole exactly. entire apology. But yes, he was having a comeback because I'm totally forgetting that I had Timbaland and Nelly Furtado as my best week a couple weeks back. And of course, Justin Timberlake was in the studio with them and I was like really seething at the fact that he had to be in the studio with both of them to have a Nelly Furtado track happen. But yeah, he even with Instinct being in Trolls and I know you guys have been giving me a bit of a flack for not putting Instinct in my best week ever at all with their comeback, mostly because it's with the combination of it being in Justin Timberlake's movie Trolls. I was not, I like, if it had nothing to do with any kind of promotion for Justin Timberlake, I would be so for that song. But because it's in the soundtrack of his movie, I'm just like, who is it for? You know, <laughs> for Justin Timberlake. Exactly. And I, I kind of feel bad for NSYNC where it's like, they had this comeback. I don't know if they're planning on doing an album or touring. It seemed like, I don't know, maybe if that wasn't like public yet, if they were actually planning on doing it. But it's just like, they had the VMAs thing. They came out with the troll song. And it's like, here comes Justin Timberlake again. The sins from his past coming back to fruition. And now it's like, well, fuck. I don't know what their plans were for like an actual reunion. But I'm like, now everybody is like hating Justin Timberlake again. And unfortunately, they're probably going to have to get the short end of the stick on that. Because it's like, Okay, yeah, we love NSYNC, love that. But I'm also just like, uh, but Justin Timberlake did all of these things. And yeah, we're going to talk about it. And I'm sure he knew about the Britney book coming out and was trying to, you know, gain back public favor by doing this NSYNC thing because he has not reunited with NSYNC for a long time. And now this is happening. Yeah. No, definitely he's having a heart. I can't believe he shut his comments off and had the audacity to be out with a comment saying that he's disappointed that he had a big comeback coming out but yes worst week ever that's so good for 
your worst week ever this week. Yeah, sucks to suck, Justin. Sorry. <laughs> All right, for my worst week ever winner, I have to give it to David Eason and Janelle Evans. Guys, if you haven't been seeing Teen Mom or um, catching up on the Teen Mom news, David Eason has been charged with child abuse involving son Jace, which I'm hoping that the other three little kids are safe as well. Um, but yeah, it's just been like a long time coming. I feel like there's been just so much proof in social media as well with um, injuring past animals, pets with David Eason and involving armed um, rifles, guns. And I'm just glad that, um, you know, Jace is now not in the hands of Janelle right now. He is actually staying back with his grandma, um, Barbara, which already the, I think we're like in the, when you think of the word Delulu, like I really think of just um, Janelle Evans going on, stories or just like posting with October like theme you know comments and just like filters where like this is like a serious matter and she is just throwing filters in there to distract us I guess but honestly like it's just been so evident that like the past I don't know three four months of Jace leaving the house, running away from the home, I want to say four times already. And finally, it's been, um, you know, um, it's been noted now that he, he, there's been abuse, but it's sad that it has to come to this. And obviously, I had to give it to worst week ever for Janelle going online and obviously David Eason for just like, hitting kids that are not his you know do you have any thoughts or do you watch teen mom at all i was not like fully in like the the teen mom cinematic universe i obviously watched like the first couple seasons of 16 and pregnant and teen mom but i have seen those reports yeah of jace running away and then just hearing the news of um david eason being charged with child abuse it all makes sense now and i was just reading an article literally as you're talking about this of janelle trying to make it seem like the arrest had nothing to do with jace leaving and she the fact that she started off the statement with as a boy mom i'm just like girl oh. girl this has nothing to do with being a boy mom your husband is an abuser and mm -hmm. clearly he jace was leaving for a reason and it's like this man was arrested obviously you know hasn't been convicted of anything yet, but I'm just like, nah, looks like the proof is in the pudding here. And I know like the youngest son, cause she has a daughter with David Ensley and um, they also have, she has a son with um, a past also aggressive that had, has been booked for domestic violence, ex-boyfriend, um, ex-baby daddy, you can say, um, the third grader he's actually been suspended from school as well what? which i feel like it's like it's it's in that the household itself is not healthy and there it's like proof 
is there and for her to log on Instagram and just be like, I can't believe these people are against me or like um, Barbara is up to this. Like she's definitely like she has the upper hand, her old mother, you know. Um, but yeah, no, this is just horrible. I, like, is she still filming for MTV as well? I don't know. And I'm just like, I hope MTV doesn't even have her on. And again, not like Barbara's like mom of the year, grandma of the year, but I'm just like the fact that she's had custody of Jace before and mm -hmm. has custody of him again. I'm just like, oh, Janelle, I always hated Janelle. Like she was one of my least, I hated Janelle and I hated Amber the most. I mean, mm -hmm. I haven't heard of anything about Amber in a long, long time, but Janelle, it just can't get out the headlines. Yeah, no. Well, it's like, it's so like upsetting. But yeah, that's definitely my worst week ever winner. Guys, let's move on to our best week honorable mentions. For best week honorable mention, who do you have this week? I was going to match it with my my worst week honorable mention of Jacob Elordi. Like, <laughs> again, I just feel like I'm so excited for this Elvis movie. And again, he's just like hot. And just naturally charismatic. One, because he's hot and he's 6'5". And also he has an Australian accent. And I don't know if you're like into Euphoria. I always like watch Euphoria against my will. Like I talk about how much I hate it, but I always like watched every episode. But I'm just excited to see, you know, somebody from Euphoria, obviously aside from Zendaya, doing things outside of the role and branching out. Because I think that show is a sinking ship. And I honestly feel like that third season is never going to come out. So good for you, Jacob Elordi. No, definitely. I think he's so hot and I have a complicated uh, relationship with him on the show because he is hot, but he's dangerous. <laughs> he's terrible. He's terrible. Um, also, the press that he's going through right now and press junkins and going on the Late Tonight show, um, I did see that his first crush was Brad Pitt, which resonated with me so much because, like, yeah, when I think of, like, my first crush, I think it was a girl first before it ever being a boy. But the fact that... Who was he, it? Like, um, your first celebrity crush. It had to be, um, honestly, it was a Spanish soap opera star and her name was Guadalupe in the, in the novella. And she had long hair and I wanted long hair like her. And I, I like she was like my crush. She looked like a, a, a Spanish Barbie to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then it was Devin Sawa. <laughs> Sorry. Did you ever watch Rebelde? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that show. Oh, my God. The mom, what was her name? Jose Lujan's mom on that show. What is her? Amare. She was so hot. It, the whole cast is hot. hot. <laughs> Just like, and I, and what I love about telenovelas is like, I've been, these actors work. Like, yes, they've been in that, in that series, Rebelde, but they've also been in other, um, like, I love Sonia Dores, which is like, they, it's basically half the cast members of Rebelde in this telenovela. Yeah, I I loved watching telenovelas back as a kid. But then it was Devin Sawa when I watched Casper, for sure. Devin Sawa. I think my first crush, again, was a girl. Mine was Mel B's Scary Spice. I yeah. Mel B. I thought she was so hot. I loved her hair. I loved her outfits. I loved how loud she was. Yeah, no, I loved Ginger Spice for the same reason. 
but yeah, for Jacob to come out and uh, it, I, I don't know, I'm I'm loving him this week. That's such a great best week honorable mention, and also worse for Austin Butler for sure. <laughs> I and I'm like, why does that even like? It's like Austin Butler was doing Elvis press, talking in the accent, talking about how he like basically became Elvis, and Jacob Lordy is just like my first celebrity crush is Brad Pitt, and everybody's like, <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I know it's like give us nothing <laughs> literally it's like literally all he just does is just like sit there and we're just like you need you deserve this Oscar well one you of my it. one of my favorite pictures of Jacob paparazzi pictures because those are pretty much all we get with him and Olivia Jade which is another rabbit hole of like why he's with her but um, that makes there's... me like him less I, I always forget I think I don't even think I forget I think I block it in my mind that they're dating and you just kind of ruined my fantasy again but thank you for that I I know the the days of him with Zendaya are were really like the highlight but there's a photo of him holding like seven things in one hand it's like keys um a card a um two lattes like two um cups and like he has something in his mouth too and I'm like why is that so hot when a man can carry just like seven things in his one huge hand <laughs> he's just so big and strong and sturdy <laughs> <laughs> all right going on to my best week honorable mention ever I had to give it to Francis Corbain getting married to Tony Hawk's son Riley Hawk and just this is one of the reasons why I love pop culture so much. They had R.E.M. Michael Stripe officiate their wedding. I can only imagine just like the guest list of that wedding. It seems like it was a small wedding in San Diego. But yeah, the fact that Courtney Love and Kurt Corbain's daughter is married to pro skateboarder and he's a pro skateboarder as well, Riley. And the fact that they had a 90s icon officiate uh, their wedding, I just had to give it a best week honorable mention because that is pop culture, baby. I just love Hollywood staying in Hollywood. Can't wait for that Nepo baby. That is going to be like the most powerful Nepo baby of all time. <laughs> like, your grandpa is Tony Hawk and your grandma is Courtney Love. Like this kid yeah. is going to be too strong. And forever be told that his dad was like a legend. Uh, his grandpa. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Cobain like that. Yeah. If they have kids, they are going to be, they could be the future leaders of this country. I believe it. With all the divorces that's going on right now, this is like a highlight for me. So <laughs> Right. It's the oh best. It's young love, but I love it. <laughs> Who's getting divorced this week? Um, besides Sophia Bush. Oh my! I With that whole lesbian drama that I've been just loving to read. I haven't really put it on my best week or um on my list really, but it's been really great to be on the Reddit threads for that. You know what I just read this morning? There's like some. Dumas thing of allegedly, 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 <laughs> um, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade breaking up. You know, I read her memoirs and I can see that happening, sadly. I mean, the fact that before they even fully really got married and together, he had a baby on her. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, that really, like, that's not a great way to start a, a long-term relationship. And I mean, in their interviews and stuff, it seems like they're just so good together and so in sync, but I'm just like, old habits die hard, I guess. Or when he retired and she, and she went to work and he was like, this is a lot of work when she was oh doing God. that for a very right. long time. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, I, there was a lot of red flags in the memoir where I'm just like, well, I'm going to mentally note this. Yeah, no, I wouldn't really be surprised. It's sad that it's actually a rumor right now, but who knows? Yeah, I, I hope it's, I mean, I don't know if I hope it's not true because I'm like, if it's a bad situation, I hope it's over. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, if it's not true, I hope they work it out. I'm like, wait, breakup news, Lupita. Lupita broke up with yeah. her her boyfriend and she's posting like I don't fuck with you by Big Sean on her Instagram she's letting it out wasn't she seen with Joshua Jackson too though I don't know I, I hope they're not together yeah I I really hope not after reading the blinds of Joshua Jackson which I don't I'm so surprised I haven't done that before I was like oh this man this man is not good <laughs> yeah and I'm like he literally just him and what Jody Turner Smith like just broke up. So I'm like, that would just be too fresh. I would hope they're just hanging out as friends. Cause if not, that would be like, I would put him on the worst week ever. Like, how dare you? Yeah, truly. You have babies, like Young your ones. kids. Yeah. Uh, for my best week ever honorable mention, I also wanted to give it to Tiffany Pollard. She has been on the show, um, house of villains and I know I posted this clip. I'll see if I'll post it again on the show notes. But just her um, basically slaying words to Jax from Vanderpump Rules where she was like, you you are a demon and you have a demon eyes." I'm paraphrasing here because I can't do it like the queen herself, Miss New York. But she was also on um, Watch What Happens Live and she had her tagline of New York. And yeah, I just had to give her a honorable mentions because she has always been a favorite of mine. I rooted for her day one when she showed up on reality TV when I was just a teenager <laughs> watching reality tv uh scooping it up like eating it i loved watching re-watching it and yeah i just had to give my love to tiffany pollard i really need to watch house of villains it has been on my watch list so i yeah. need to get to that but i love tiffany pollard and nene leaks are like my reality show mount rushmore like they have been keeping it going for so long they're so funny so iconic so quotable so funny like they deserve the world so quick so fast she read him to filth it's 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 what I loved when I watched her on television so when she did it to someone that I truly have always loaded to watch on reality tv I was like and that's why she is queen of reality <laughs> I didn't even know Jax was on that show I've honestly never seen an episode of Vanderpump Rules. Ooh, okay. So the one season, I feel like you should watch it from the beginning until Brittany comes in. Because I really do think, and I've heard this from before, I think T Danny Pellegrino has said this, where like the season that Brittany comes in is when Vanderpump Rules really start to take like a downhill. And isn't uh, Brittany married to Jax? Yeah. Okay. 
well, okay, I got my work cut out for me. <laughs> Did you have anyone else on honorable mentions for best week ever? Uh, honestly, honorable mention, I know it was talked about in the episode last week, but Jessel, shout out to yeah. Jessel. I'm just so happy Jessel and Povit are like getting like their due and, you know, getting like the recognition they deserve because I swear Aaron and Cy really thought that this was going to be the Aaron and Cy show and everybody was going to love them and think they were so funny and cool and witty and they've truly just showed their true character and now Jessel's on the cover of Rolling Stone. Everybody's saying Jessel's their favorite. They love her relationship after this whole season of them just undermining her, making fun of Jessel's sex life and situation. And I'm just like, y'all truly deserve the absolute nothing that you are getting right now. No, Erin doesn't get jokes either. I don't know if you see, I had her um, as my best week ever last week. And this week, you know, the reunion, the episode part one came out and Jessel again with the quick comebacks, just like, yeah, I made Tribeca happen. And you just see Aaron being like, uh, what? You did not. You tell me it's a joke. Like the fact that Aaron really is not, like she doesn't get jokes like I, it, it's hilarious how Jessa was like come on now like you really think so like that's in her head already Aaron is like stirring up shit <laughs> she literally cannot yeah she cannot understand a joke or sarcasm and takes everything so literally and I'm just like how are you going to be on a reality tv show mm -hmm. and you can't even grasp basic sarcasm like please yeah, she's a little too sensitive, but I really do want her inside to stay. I think the cast itself by itself is great. I don't really maybe they can add one more person because they did have that girl Izzy or Lizzie. Uh, yeah. I feel like one more person would be like a great touch for the second reboot, second season of the reboot. Yeah, me, I'm just like, even though I feel like the show would be better if Cy wasn't there, I still feel like they all at least deserve a second season. Cause I'm like, okay, if they still suck after the second season, then they can go. But I'm just like, we have to give them all a second chance, a second yeah. shot. Yeah. I, I think they're not reality literates either because the fact that Aaron is just like being shocked that like a lot of shit got dug up about her. It's just like, well, what do you think you were stepping into? But that's what I think too. I'm just like, come on. That's what I don't understand. Cause like there's those, there's those housewives who have clearly seen like every single episode of housewives from every franchise, like obviously Bryn. And then there's those people like kind of like Jenna. And I think also Aaron who are just like, they've, you know, watched housewives maybe, but they just clearly don't get it. Cause I'm just like Jenna. Yeah. Obviously people are going to talk about your relationship and obviously, you know, they're going to like talk shit about you with girl strips and things like that. So like, I don't know how she didn't see that coming. And also Aaron again, like, yeah. How are you shocked? People are finding out you donated to like Donald Trump related things and like all that other crap. Like you are on a reality TV show and you weren't very nice on said show. I know. I guess, uh, Fred, Frederick, Federic, um, from million dollar Matt, a million dollar listing. Cause she obviously worked for him or like, worked alongside him i feel like he didn't really warn her as much of what she was about to face no but i'm just like again like this is not like a brand new show that nobody's ever mm -hmm. heard of like come on it's housewives it's season you 14 should <laughs> yeah. you should know
Uh, for best week ever runner up, I had to give it to Miss Julia Fox. One, she always looks fantastic to me. Two, her memoir, Down the Drain, has been hitting headlines, especially since she talks about her dominatrix uh, time, which I really was really interesting more for me instead of her dating Kanye West. And um, I kind of want her to have more of a elaboration of how she grew up, though, just because her um, background, she doesn't really talk so much about like her family history, which I wish she touch base because it would probably make more sense about her and her lifestyle of living but she has been really like doing so great on the Drew Barrymore show she took a lie detector test for the Vanity Fair which I will put in the show notes is one of my that. favorites the fact that um she talks about like does she hate all men and she doesn't really answer the question and when she does she lied I, I'm not going to spoil oh. it for you guys, <laughs> but it's just so great. I really do love Julia Fox. She deserves her like shine right now because I don't really know where she's going to head from here. She says that she wants to write television, um, like do movies. She wants to do the behind the scenes work of it all, which I can totally see her. I mean, like I said, I want to know more of how she was raised. She was a New York City Manhattan girly. Uh, born like born and raised I mean she did live in Italy as well I want to learn more about that so if she can lay that out in a television show or some sort of skit I am down to watch but yeah I had to give her best week ever runner up because she's killing it any thoughts yeah I I listened to the celebrity memoir book club episode and I also listened to the interview that they did with her yeah and it really made me love it and made me want to get the book as well because, it, yeah, she just had just an interesting life. And it really seems like she was one of those people who it's like she was just not really raised by her family, but kind of just bounced from house to house with like her her friends and things like that and just kind of grew up that way, which is interesting. But I do think she seems like a very objective person and pretty self-actualized and understands her faults and knows like she is this way because of her upbringing and, this, you know, can still talk about her parents and what they went through and how they became the parents they were. And I think, yeah, she just seems like a really good person overall. And I, I like people who are in touch with themselves because a lot of people, you know, can't say all those bad things about themselves and all the shitty things they've done, but she seems to have a pretty good grasp on that. I think it's a good pick. Yeah. I love how she supported women throughout her lie detector test too, with, you know, Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian. Um, I didn't know she was an Aquarius. My daughter is an Aquarius. I never really knew other Aquarians, you know, so I'm always like very curious about like other Aquarians. And so far, like I love anyone who's an Aquarius, right? Not right now, but like just finding more information. I'm like, oh, this is like such a great, a great sign, like a, a good um, zodiac sign. My mom is an Aquarius and my little brother is an Aquarius. Their Aww. days are four days apart. So I know about me an Aquarius or two. And I there's not an Aquarius I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> what is your sign? I am sadly a Leo. Oh, me too. <laughs> 
but my moon sign I really relate to the most because it's Pisces and I'm a sensitive ass bitch. So <laughs> see, but I'm a Leo and I'm a sensitive ass bitch too. Leos are sensitive. Yeah. I'm a Leo sun, Gemini moon, Scorpio rising. Ooh, Gemini and Scorpio. That's hot. Hot mess, hot mess <laughs> express. I love that. Yeah, I'm a Virgo rising, which it's hilarious. I didn't know till years later because I used to date. I two prominent relationships in my life were Virgos, and I remember just being like, "Ugh, Virgos!" But Virgo women are chef kiss, beautiful. But Virgo men, for some reason, I just not good relationships. <laughs> See me, I am not a fan of like male Virgos. Yes. I, I can't think of a male Virgo. I like, they're all nuts. And I feel like Virgo <laughs> women, Virgo people in general just are just so much for me. Like my sister is a Virgo and she's very much like a planner. Everything has to be mm -hmm. like, this it has to be perfect, like down to the minute of the day. And I'm just like, girl, can we just take a breath? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have that side where I'm like, no, we need a plan. <laughs> You're a big planner. I'm the opposite. I'm the, I'm an unplanner. I love that. That's the Scorpio in you. That's that must be because, yeah, I'm just not a planner. I love that. Who is your best week ever runner up? I hate to say it because I'm not a huge fan of this person. But honestly, I'm going to have to say Taylor Swift, the way she consistently controls the narrative and is constantly in the headlines and is literally a money printer needs to be studied. Like she is making money hand over fist. Her relationship is all over the news every single week, all this shit about her and Travis Kelsey. And she's coming out with these re-editions of the albums she made in the past, like every six months, like the Speak Now one just came out in the summer. And now this one is coming out today, the 1989. And I'm just like, she's officially a billionaire now. And I'm just like, how does she do it? It can't just be being a, a rich, skinny white woman. There's gotta be something in her blood. It's the merch. I'm telling you, she comes out with the vinyls, the limited releases of like sweaters. You know what I mean? Like she is a mastermind when it comes to knowing what her fans like. And I really do think it's like the merch and the consumership of what she's what she sells. Like, I I love the fact that she has four different vinyls. That for me is cha-ching because everyone's gonna want the four different covers vinyls, you know. Um, but yeah, she, her, and Beyonce also throw Beyonce in for best week runner up because guys, she's coming out with her movie December first, and I cannot fucking wait. I did not go to Taylor Swift's movie, but the Beyonce Renaissance tour, I did not have a chance to go. And I will be there sitting my ass all the way in the back so I can see everybody dancing because I love to see I, I, I'm a people watcher. I love people having a great time and I cannot wait for that moment. <laughs> I went to Renaissance and I am so happy I did. And it's crazy because I was like seeing like all these people online that were going to like four different shows and I'm just like my god like mm -hmm. really this many shows and after going to one show I was just like wow I see why people went to this multiple times because it was incredible it was absolutely 
amazing. And I cannot wait to go see the movie. I'm going to be right there front and center as well because there's just <laughs> so much to see. And like I was in such a haze from the concert that it's like watching it again is going to be like, oh my God, I probably missed this little part. I missed that part. I hope it's streamable as well, because it's something I, I love watching that with my daughter. Like we love watching um, live performances. And yeah, like Beyonce's is it's just it's 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 church for me. <laughs> like I understand that phrase now when people are like, oh, yeah, like that is church for me. Like Beyonce concert. It is. That is the term for me. I mean, she has that like distribution, like deal with Netflix. And so I hope they put it on Netflix. That would be amazing if we could watch it on Netflix afterwards, like you can with Homecoming. I would love that. Yeah. But I'm looking at this Taylor Swift merch now and I'm just like, this woman is a money-making machine. Yes. The merch is not cheap. She's selling mm -hmm. like a, a cardigan for like $69.89, crew neck sweater, $64.89. And people, like, it's art, some of these things are already like sold out. Yeah. And you know, that's what the tweens are wanting right now. Like, if I, the, I'm really upset about the Olivia Rodrigo merch. Like, when uh, Sour first came out, it wasn't that great. So I didn't end up paying for it. But like, when it comes to like Taylor Swift, she knows the quality. Also, Got OG, I'm a huge fan. Her merch was, amazing i got a t-shirt a sweater like i it's it, it i feel like the merch is really the money making alongside with touring oh a thousand percent i love her too i literally have the rolling stone cover that she was just on i loved her album like i don't speak spanish i don't know a <laughs> lick of spanish but i'm like me extendiera zone like i that song has been stuck in my head it she's so good i love it and i love how bad bunny did a little shout out in his new album which by the way guys hot take i'm not a huge fan of the new album sorry <laughs> i haven't talked about it but let's move on <laughs> i haven't i haven't heard a single song i just heard like a clip of one song where he's talking about sex and like uses a reference to the teletubbies and i'm just like this this is why i'm not gonna listen to this album that's all i needed to hear to let me know i don't want to listen <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's a lot of yada, 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 and not the the beat. I don't know if it's Gabby's touch, guys. I don't know. I don't want to stir up drama, but, like, it's just not hitting the same, and that's all I, I'll say for now. Um, for my best week ever, I have to give it to Miss Queen of, no, Princess of Pop, Britney Spears, coming out with her memoir. Guys, I, like I said, I heard the audible I am reading it right now and you said yourself that you're halfway through as well and I know people have been a little bit critical with the headlines like you said they're just going for like the salacious what they think is salacious but we should be knowing more about how she grew up knowing the fact that her grandpa was like abusing her grandma like that story itself was really saddening to hear, but what a what a circle of life, right? Um, <laughs> but Miss Britney Spears, this was amazing, amazing memoir. I love that she said that she wants to come out with another one because I really do think that there's a um, although she was very open and telling her stories, I really do think there's other stuff that she didn't really talk about, like the Blackout album. Um, but yeah, I just loved how. She is really 
just living her life. And this is a step to her, you know, relieving. And I feel like not to be so metaphoric, but like she's like a snake shedding skin and she's moving on. Like, I'm just so proud of her. Me too. And I'm so happy she's finally telling her story and telling her side because for so long she was not able to and she was prevented to even like, you know, being able to feed herself and eat what she wanted and drive a car and have a debit card. And so I think now that she can write this book and express herself and again, do it with so much grace where it's like, like she can be so much meaner to all these people who wronged her. And it's like, she's telling the story, she'll throw a little bit of shade in there, but it's still very objective. And I just love Brittany. I know, I love how she mentions too, when um, in the book, her relationship with Madonna and how she really saw how she should be treated as a star because she is a fucking star. She should have been treated like all the other divas that we love, like Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, Adele, you know what I mean? Like Beyonce, just the lavish luxury that they have because they deserve it and that she didn't have that. Like they didn't even give her a chance to even have that. Like she was treated like a puppet. And I, it, it's just so sad and it's really disheartening to hear her words you know we finally hear her side of the story and yeah i very wendy williams death to them all <laughs> death to all of, how dare you mr <laughs> mrs fears you know who's also randomly having the best week ever michelle williams shout out to michelle williams for narrating this book she's the unsung hero of all of this i don't know how britney spears or whoever made that decision to pick her to narrate it but what an excellent narration i've only heard the clips i'm gonna buy the audible but even just like her impression of mariah carey was amazing and i'm just like shout out to you michelle thank you for this Boches, boches. No, she deserves uh, an Oscar or some sort of Grammy for like best audible because it's definitely going to be up there. And um, going back to what you said that you don't know how she probably picked Michelle Williams. I really do think that Britney Spears, because she is a nostalgic queen when it comes to like the early 2000s, late 90s pop culture, like because she still lives in that era because sadly, like, you know, she wasn't for the past like decade wasn't allowed to have any access to like what she wanted to do like I said with having a lavish life but um she was a huge fan of Dawson's Creek so oh I my God. it makes that me makes wonder so if she was just like I want Michelle Williams like you know what I mean like I feel like that is I've I heard a theory of it and it just makes sense that makes so much sense. And like, okay, of course, 90s, Dawson's Creek, 2000s. And also probably because Michelle Williams has been through some shit in her life too with all this stuff with Keith Ledger. So I'm just like, you know what? She she loves Michelle Williams, loves Dawson's Creek. And like this person also understands pain and going through hell and your personal life. So I'm sure there's probably multiple factors that led to that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Busy Phillips will be telling us in her podcast soon because she's like BFFs with Michelle Williams. But yeah, I'm super proud. Um, who's your best week ever winner this week? Um, did I already say Taylor Swift or was that the runner up? That was runner up. <laughs> okay, runner up. Shoot. Then okay, then mine was gonna be Britney. So I guess we're just matched. Yes, it. I it no, I love Britney. it. I 
I love Gush and Britney. I mean, she deserves all the credit. I've been listening to her past albums, like her um her latest ones, um, like Circus. I I was just like, where was I? Oh yes, I was probably in rehab or having some sort of like drug rage fuel. Um, but yeah, the fact that I was like listening back to her music, I I really I missed some bops, but I do remember it just being played on the radio all the time and Britney was always a like she is Janet Jackson when it comes to like getting ready to go to the club like Janet Jackson and Britney is like the two artists that I think of <laughs> I it's crazy listening to the old stuff like circus and blackout like I was just listening to blackout this morning and I partially feel bad because I'm just like oh my gosh she was making all these bops when she was under conservatorship, like against mm -hmm. her will. And I always, I wonder, like if I could ever interview Britney, I would ask like, I know she said Blackout is the album she's most proud of, but I'm just like, under your conservatorship, like, do you listen to that music ever? Do you not want to listen to it because you're making it like in a really bad time in your life? Like, I've always wondered that because I'm just like, wow, she was making all these hits when she was literally not even able again to drive or even eat the food she wanted, which is insane. No, she really expressed her pain in the music. I mean, I hear it in the lyrics. It's, it's really crazy. I just hope she's having a good week. I hope she's on vacation. And I'm just like, now y'all better not say anything about her making her videos, dancing mm -hmm. in her underwear, trying on her little dresses, putting on her boots, mm -hmm. let her do what she wants. She has earned every right to do whatever the hell she wants to do on Instagram. Yeah. She just uh, posted a, a booty nude picture and I was like, good for you, Brittany. Good Show for your fucking Show you. Your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see it, girl. She's got the bod, might as well use it. And I like she explains it in the book too of why she posts the way she posts. And I was just like, you know what? Good for fucking you. You deserve it. Right. Cause I'm just like, you can't read this book or even hear snippets of like what happened in her life and still want to judge her based off of what she's posting on Instagram. Like this woman wasn't even allowed to have access to a phone. Let her post whatever the hell she wants to post. Yeah. All right, so we are at the end of the show where I ask my guests what their favorite song is in the early 2000s to 2010. Guys, I'm super excited. It is Soldier, Destiny's Child. We are in 2004. Please tell me, why is this your favorite song and where were you when you first heard it? I love Soldier because I remember I was in elementary school and me and my sister walked to Target in the morning the day this Destiny Fulfilled album came out. And I just remember seeing like the music video for Soldier. I'm pretty sure on like BT's like 106 in Park and something and being yes. like, oh my God, they all look so good. It's black and white. I love their outfits. Like I just love the song and then seeing Solange in the video with like her yes. big pregnant baby belly. I was like, this song was just iconic. Like everybody's verse, Lil Wayne. I don't even like T.I., but even T.I. Like I just love the whole song from top to bottom. There was appearances by Little Bow Wow, Ice Cube. Like, they really did have everyone join in that music video. And it's just so classic. Like, putting it on today, I'm like, this is timeless. Like, the fashion, just like, uh, the. I remember wanted my, I wanted my stomach to look like Beyonce's stomach. Like, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, and um, Michelle, and the way that, like, Michelle Williams has not aged is insane to me. 
they all look so amazing. Bodies great, skin great, hair great. They are all so well preserved. I don't know what it is. Maybe being friends with Beyonce or perhaps being Beyonce, impeccable. Yeah, no, this is such a great song. And yeah, I remember the music video, the one in Sixth Park, it being on TRL, like it, Destiny's Child. I think that was the year like Bootylicious came out as well. They, I, I just remember Bootylicious that. Bootylicious might have came out like the album before. I think that oh. was on Survivor, but yeah. still iconic. And I'm like, shoot, now I should have picked Bootylicious. <laughs> yeah, no, the fact that like, I remember loving Fleetwood Mac and then seeing my two favorites, like Stevie Nicks, like, and my Destiny's Child. Yeah, Destiny's Child was my childhood now that I think about it. Like, I bought that album when I was, like, in fourth or fifth grade, the first album ever of Destiny's Child. I Yeah, it was ugh, iconic. But I just remember, like, watching live videos of Beyonce, like, performing Soldier, like, on her own tour and being like, how many of y'all looking for a soldier? And I'd look at it and I'd be, like, <laughs> screaming, like, me, me. <laughs> I'm, like, in elementary school. But, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm even back then, I was like, ooh, I want a soldier. I want a bad boy. He better be street if he looking at me. Exactly. I was going to say that is my favorite lyric in the whole entire song. He better be street if he's looking at me. Such a great lyric. Yes. <laughs> And I can't believe, yeah, Solange pregnant in that video, like rubbing her baby belly. And now her son is 18. Isn't that crazy? So I, I saw this before recording with you and I was so, because my favorite Noel's family member of them all is Solange more than Beyonce. I'm sorry, not sorry, but Solange is, when I look at Blue Ivy, I see Solange, but um. Yeah, the fact that she was pregnant and so big and like happy, like she still is like joyous and happiness to me. But I, I just love that little cameo of all of them just rubbing her belly. I yeah, that is so so beautiful, and I can't believe how fast time is flying, and I can't believe like how old Blue Ivy is even just now. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, like. Life is coming at you fast. Like, I do you remember the freaking VMAs when Beyonce was rubbing her belly? Yes. And have you seen videos of Blue Ivy of when she first started out in the um of the tour to now? Like she's really gained some confidence in front of being on stage, which I really did not like reading adults judging a tween <laughs> on her dance moves Ooh, in a performance get and me started I was just like then you do it let me see you do it because I'm pretty sure you would be frozen and you wouldn't even be able to finish off what she did but that's neither here or there but yeah just the comparisons of like her then and now I'm just like ugh, I'm sorry like I know people want, are saying like we're watching a future Beyonce but I'm seeing a future Solange in my eyes and it's crazy did you have you seen those clips of that interview of Jay-Z and Gail King because Jay-Z was talking <gasps> yes. about how she Family wanted members. to <laughs> yeah she wanted to go on the she wanted to perform at the tour like on the first night and then she like wasn't able to do it and they're just like okay you need to practice with the dancers and she was practicing like every day with the dancers and Jay-Z was like at one point she even had like a little ice pack 
on her back because she was tired from all the rehearsing. And I'm just like, from her to do that and have her first one. And she was like, obviously clearly nervous. I mean, she's in front of thousands and tens of thousands of people to where she was now. Like when I saw her, when I was watching at the LA show, like I was nearly in tears because I'm like, look at her. I know. I can't believe we're witnessing that. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching, you know how people saw Tracy Ellis Ross on Girlfriends and when she was come at like, that's what I'm fucking watching guys. (laughs) Like I am watching like Miss Diana Ross's daughter, like succeeding. And that's what I want for them. Like, I'm sorry. I want success. Um, But yes, I am so happy that you brought this song back to my life. The music video really set me back to like a time where all I did was watch music videos and yeah the year was 2004 what what a throwback I can't believe that kid is 18 years old now (laughs) where they at where they at yeah but too I had such a great time talking with you can you please let my listeners know where they can find you and if you have anything to plug in Yes. Thank you so much. I enjoyed my time too. This literally just feels like I'm talking to an old friend and I literally (laughs) just met you today. Thank you so much, Van. But you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram, F-A, the number two, and then chains with the Z, like the rapper two chains. Um, Yeah. Again, if you heard it earlier in the show, I left my job and I don't really have plans to find another job just yet. So I'm just like, I'm just going to enjoy my time doing fun things like this. So thank you for having me. I'm definitely going to be making more content and just enjoying time before I have to, you know, go back and look for a a full-time job again. But thank you so much. I really enjoyed my time. Follow, watch a video, give me a suggestion. I don't know, but I appreciate anything. Oh, and I feel like you're so creative and talented. Like I said, uh, you're going to be scooped up so quickly. And I know right now it feels like rock bottom, but like you are so amazing. Like I just know that the future for you is super bright. Thank you so much. From your lips to God's ears, <laughs> not God wise. Thank you, Fatu. Thank you so much, Ben. Have a good rest of your day. Some soldiers in here, where they, at? Where they, at? they wanna take care of me. Where they at? I know some soldiers in here, where they at? Where they at? don't mind taking one for me. Where they at? I know some soldiers in here, where they, at? Where they, at? they wanna spend that on me. Where they at? I know some soldiers in here, where they at? Where they at? don't mind putting that on me.